Podcast One. Hi, this is Paul McIntyre. Welcome to the MI3 Audio Edition. I've been a business journalist for 25 years covering the marketing, media, agency and tech sectors. In this series, we talk to industry leaders about the global and local developments that you need to be across this week. This is getting serious. Today, we're going to talk about one of the subjects du jour in the industry, the attention economy. We've talked a little bit about this at MI3 in in recent weeks. We're going to talk about the attention economy and how the $250 billion television sector might just be on the edge uh, or showing some signs of a a revolution around measurement and data and how it could be closing the gap with some of those big digital companies that are giving them some grief. So with us to talk about the attention economy, the future of television and the universe, starting with Professor Karen Nelson-Field from Amplified Intelligence. Um, Many of you will know Karen's work. Anthony Fitzgerald, the former television veteran at uh, Network 7 and, of course, multi-channel network. Uh, He's now a board advisor and a board member and doing some interesting things. We're going to talk to Anthony about his take on where television is at. Jen Davidson from Tumbleturn Media, works a lot with advertisers in this area, and Craig Service, who is the Chief Revenue Officer at Agile, which has got some pretty interesting kit and technology which will probably have a big impact on television we're going to about to find out. So welcome to you all. Karen, I think we should start with you because you started all this a few years ago around some of your work in measuring attention and consumer attention to advertising and the impact of various screens and media channels. Perhaps give us a quick update on what's been happening the last 12 months around the world and thinking around attention, what you've been up to and where you think the market's going. Thank you. A few years ago, we were commissioned to understand, I guess, ad effectiveness across different platforms. Traditional measures just don't cut it. So upwards of about three and a half years ago, we started to build our technology that incorporated attention. And it was based originally on the sensible premise that, and I've said this on stage many times, but if you, if an ad isn't seen, it can't have an impact. Um, so, so it's we, quite deep, that one, for an <laughs> academic, isn't it, really? Oh, I'm pretty smart. Yes. <laughs> um, so so we, we kind of thought, well, look, at the end of the day, if a human's not watching, the impression can't have an impact. Um, so we built some technology initially to enable us to based on gaze tracking, but enable us to understand the level of, of human attention paid cross-platform or within ads, et cetera. Three years on, it's an interesting position we find ourselves in because the moment it is official that the trading currency is in crisis and, and traditional impressions are, you know, notably incomparable, impure um, and, and somewhat watered down. And, and, and the fact that media is sold an opportunity to view or an opportunity or potential to view tells us nothing of whether someone's actually seen it or not. So there's a massive cry out that, that the currency at the moment is, is failing our advertisers and media regulators know this and they're trying to work on impressions that working towards a viewability standard, et cetera. Karen, just, just explain to me though, that this crisis you talk about, do you get the sense that that is an acceptance globally that the, the currency and what is the currency you're talking about here in terms of television or impressions across all media? I'm talking about impressions across all media. Right. Um, so not, not necessarily the way it's collected specifically, but the holistic view of an impression in that it's based on measures of reach and frequency and often 
not even human-based impressions. So we're kind of seeing that in the last 12 months particularly that there's an upcry of advertisers and agencies and the whole sector is saying, you know, the landscape has to change drastically. So, so there's a really interesting position we find ourselves in. And the reason why we find ourselves in an interesting position because as a, as a side to that, um, the, the concept of human attention being really, really valuable has, has come to the fore as well. And that, um, you know... Well, it's hard to get, isn't it? Well, it's, it's, it's scarce, Absolutely. Mm. You know, so so given that the impression uh, measurement ecosystem is in crisis, sort of advertisers are calling out and saying, well, look, you know, human attention is valuable and we should be at least somewhat incorporating the currency of attention into our measurement platform. So as a result, this thing called the attention economy is literally in hyperdrive and we find ourselves smack bang in the middle of it, um, which was interesting. And so, so again, it, it's about changing the question from, what was the potential to view, which is what we've been trading on for years, to one of was it actually viewed? Again, to me, it's kind of a, a fairly sensible premise. And some of your work, though, was, w- w- argues that uh, even when it was viewed, uh, there are different levels of impact depending on the screen that you viewed it on. That's some of the work you've been doing? Well, I mean, that's the beauty of human attention. At the end of the day, you know, you are 100% right. So different platforms, to some degree, different screens, but certainly different platforms. Um, and, you know, my work is is well noted, so I'm not telling you something you don't know, but, you know, the digital platforms where you scroll really fast or whether, you know, an impression is 50 cent pixels and two seconds of time has no, it, it, it holds no attention relative to the platforms where you're sitting there relaxed and it's 100% on screen and 100% pixels, 100% coverage. So, you know, we won't go back into that work, but the point being that attention is is a measure that actually transcends that. So I, I often talk about attention sort of inherently reflecting the vast modal differences across these platforms. So it's not a measure of reach and frequency, but it's a measure of human engagement in essence and, and whatever. So, so if a platform allows for impressions to be scrolled really fast, well, then your attention rates are going to be lower and it's not the fault of the advertiser, you know. Right. This notion, Jen, that uh, all screens aren't equal, all impressions aren't equal, there is a crisis, as Karen calls it, in, in the currency from an advertiser perspective and the, the, the clients that you're working with. Does that all gel? What's your sense on this? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other way to, that we reference it is really understanding the context in which an advertisement is actually seen because no two platforms are the same. Jen, in terms of the market understanding uh, that even a screen and a screen size can have an impact, what do you agree with that? Do you buy that line? And what do you think many brand owners, CMOs, marketers would view that? I think there's a real gap in understanding that because I think that the information that they're given a lot from, certainly from agencies, is very much around every impression is the same. And that's absolutely not the case. It's driven by price then. Is it price Absolutely. a driver? Price. Right. Reach and price. How much of a concern, uh, Anthony Fitzgerald, is this? You've been vocal for, well, two years ago 
calling the industry the television industry, it needed to really ramp up its collaboration across the sector on a few key things. Um, measurement was one of them you talked about. You talked about trading platform and ease of transaction. You talked about the viewer experience. You were very vocal a few years ago on this. Do you sense any change happening and what do you make of this crisis in the currency of impressions? Uh, I was vocal a couple of years ago, Paul, and I think remain vocal on this matter today. The television industry has uh, started to do a number of things that I think are important next steps. Uh, Voz Virtual Oz, the extension of OzTam, uh, is coming soon. I'm not sure of the exact date, but I'm talking I... about February. And the and the for the punters, uh, Voz is goes across linear television and connected devices, connected screens, right? So it covers both sides of the equation there. That's correct. Um, and I think that that's very important to uh, allow television across all its platforms to be measured equally and to deliver effective reach and frequency. However, I don't think it goes far enough. Um, I think that television still miss out on a number of levels. Interestingly enough, I was involved uh, with Karen's early attention work when I was still at MCN and, and part of the Think TV board. And my view is attention is a critically important measure for all the, the points just raised by Karen and Jen. But to be really blunt about it, advertisers should be willing to pay more for attention because it is so scarce today or becoming increasingly scarce. And the early work shows that television um, captures more attention. And I think the point about large screen versus small screen and all of the key points raised by Karen are really important. But the, the networks need to do more with it. So I'm really excited that Karen's work in this space continues. Um, I also talked at the time about transactional ease and it's good to see the networks again are working in this space. Um, but I think one of the big issues comes down to viewer experience and they need to start exploring that more quickly where uh, there's less interruption, less ad, ad load, where the ads are more relevant. And I think to achieve that, there needs to be new metrics. And that's why I'm excited about being an advisor on the Agile board because it does move the needle in this space. There needs to be more real-time metrics, greater accountability in television. There needs to be some performance metrics uh, that allow television to compete at the bottom of the funnel. And all of this has to happen quickly as we're seeing more money move out of television. Jen, am I right? More money is moving out of television because they're not providing real-time digital-like metrics for marketers. And it is long overdue and they need to move forward. Well, you, you were asked the question there, Jen, so let's have you answer it. Is that the case with television? Absolutely. I think that um, proving accountability is still the biggest challenge that marketers face to their boards and to their certainly to the CFO. Um, the shift to digital was largely driven, I think, by the accountability nature of the platform and TV has really lagged on that front. So I think there's an absolute sense of urgency required around how can we understand more about the impact of television. Craig Service, uh, you're uh, darting around the world having these conversations. Um, what What is coming through for you in the challenges around television uh, and the demand for something different and new? Yeah, really good question, Paul. And um, I'll just clarify at this point that I'll, I'll focus initially on um, linear TV. One of the issues and reinforcing what Fitz has said and also Jen, that historically the data in um, linear television has been slow. 
it's often weeks, um, can even be months old in terms of post-analyzing the effect. So the other thing to consider as well is that the historical data we've been using for TV is really light on in terms of um, scope and its detail. So there's a calling out there, and as you say, Paul, I have been traveling a lot, um, and it's a consistent problem uh, globally that there is no real-time capability with linear television. There's very little granularity, um, and there's very little technology that is actually focused on trying to automate the legacy. Uh, and that's one of the things that we're looking to do with our technology. It's uh, what we refer to as inte intelligent content recognition, and it's bringing accountability to television throughout the entire funnel. Give us an example of how this might look for an advertiser, Craig. What, what sort of scenario would Agile deliver something that's different, the technology you're sitting on? And we'll get to a little bit more in a minute about the, the, the bigger issues. But linear television only, but you can also, it's, it's cross-screen? We can do cross-screen, um, just a matter of how we actually import that data into the platform. But to answer your question, Paul, if we look at this from an advertiser's perspective, a great example is... Um, let's use a direct response advertiser that's using a lot of linear television. And they have a threat from a competitor that increases their share of voice with a very strong offer in the moment. That's going to have an immediate effect on web traffic. It also have an immediate effect on conversion. Historically, it would take up to two months for the client, for the brand, for the business owner to have any understanding on what it was that impacted sales in that moment. With real-time technology and our ability to monitor the entire category, we're able to set triggers and we're able to action that in the moment. As soon as we see a direct response TV client's share of voice under threat, we can activate digital channels to arrest that decline. Historically, we had no way of doing that because we did not have the visibility in the data. Anthony, this is... I guess part of why you did you did flag up earlier that you're on the advisory board for Agile, and I think, Karen, you are too. Uh, was this part of the reason why you were attracted to this? Because you, you've been fairly quiet. There's a few things boiling, and this is probably one of the first things that I'm aware of that you're up to. Why Agile? What was it about it that um, got you interested? It's exactly the reason why I joined the Agile board. Uh, I'm tremendously excited about the prospect of uh, enhancing television's accountability and its performance metrics. If you think about the strength of television today, uh, it, its core strength remains its ability to drive reach quickly. Its viewability and attention metrics are incredibly strong. It's very, very strong. There's no other medium like it to fill the top of the funnel. When you add in real-time digital metrics that Agile are offering, and performance-based metrics off the back of that campaign, offered again in real time, it rounds out every step through the funnel. And, and television today, I said it a moment ago, is losing revenue to other platforms that aren't as strong, that aren't as powerful because of a lack of metrics. So I think this is incredibly exciting. In fact, I know from the guy's recent travels overseas, the interest, the level of interest in this, these new metrics for linear television around the world is really starting to pop. And I think uh, Australia needs to get on the front foot here and own this. This is a local Australian company that is changing the way television is measured around the world. And we need to get in front of it, we need to get on the front foot and we need to own it. Jen, I, I guess you, I mean, you're, you're the voice of uh, impartiality here in that you've just heard Anthony talk some very strong points around the, the, the upside to this. 
One, do you agree that it's needed? And two, you've had a look at the um, at what goes on inside Agile and the methodology a little bit. What do you make of it, those two? Oh, look, I do. It's absolutely needed. Um, I'm still seeing on a daily basis media plans that have got the same level of TARPs for every five cap cities and the same for regional. And it, it, that's what it was like 20 years ago. It hasn't evolved to capture what the real impact is by market, by brand versus product. All of these issues clients are facing and staring into every day and yet we don't have a means of being able to measure it other than what we did last time. Right. So I absolutely think that it's a really exciting to have something that's a standardised measure that clients can use. I actually, having seen this product, I think it's exciting for more of how it can benefit clients and agencies as a planning tool to really understand what we need to do to make an impact with our brand. Why does Jen say that, Craig, as a planning tool? Well, I think once again, Paul, it's about having the access and the level of granularity within the data. So we're able to track performance of television by market. We're able to track the performance of television by time of day, by day of week, and by creative version. So to Jen's point earlier, we can actually have a look at how any particular ad weight, any particular version is performing in Brisbane as against the performance in Adelaide. The ability to shift your weights market by market based on performance has never been available before. So having the opportunity to give this tool to brands and to agencies um, and also to broadcasters, by the way, um, is really exciting for us. A real driver here for us, Paul, and, and building on one of Anthony's points is television is a beautiful brand safe environment. Um, broadcasters are spending a fortune on quality content and just haven't been able to accept the attribution of, of the channel. So um, that's one of our huge drivers to be able to provide this information across the entire value chain. What are we talking about here with measuring things in real time, measuring share of voice in real time, performance, i.e., what impact it's having to search and web results. You can do you can build all that in in real time. Is this what we talk about when we talk about changing the currency? Is it something different to any of you? Well, I think it's just giving visibility to the performance of television, um, not just at the top of the funnel, Paul, but to your point, web traffic, store visitation, right through to conversion. We can measure all of that on behalf of brands. We also understand that the, the channel ha- plays different roles. So we don't just look at this in a one-dimensional space. We look at this in the short and immediate term and we're also measuring the long-term effect of television as well. And I don't think, if I can jump in there, Paul, it's not about trying to change the currency that exists today. I think that Voz, when it launches, is going to be a terrific next step for television. But there needs to be other data sets that inform the planning, back to Jen's point, that inform the buy and that allow the agency on behalf of their advertiser or the advertiser direct to uh, adapt their campaign as much as possible through a change in creative in linear or through changing the actual buy in in digital or streaming to uh, maximise the campaign's results in the moment. And I think this is really critically important to understand. So it's, it's not about trying to change the currency today at least. It's about informing the planning and the buying to the existing currency. Um, A great strength of television is the fact that it has a currency that everybody believes in. And that's terrific. This is about informing that currency. Yeah. I mean, if I can jump in, I mean, that's exactly how we feel. So we are 
you know, servicing clients with data as a supplementary layer. So, you know, attention tells a different story. It adds human presence. It's ad engagement. So for us, it's not being a replacement measure. I mean, the measurement systems of impression measurement has been forever. So for us it, at the moment, it's it's a measurement layer that adds like a reference layer, which adds value to the entire ecosystem. Jen, I want to come back to a point you made earlier about the, the market or marketers not really understanding um, the difference between um, screens in terms of impact, right? So a screen is a screen, an impression is an impression and nothing changes in its impact. Why are we, why is the market at that stage? Because it seems common sense that you're going to have different impacts according to the sort of screen you're watching. I think it's because each screen is measured differently and there isn't a single view. Um, what the market doesn't have is the ability to understand, and that's why clients default to and agencies default to media metrics like CPM and reach and impressions. They look at it individually across each particular platform. What the market doesn't have is a single view that says what's the real impact of what we're doing on our business. We default to pure media metrics across individual channels and, and that's a problem. We need something better. Well said. I couldn't agree more. There isn't sufficient data that differentiates the platforms, which is why Karen's attention work as that goes global and in fact becomes productized and can be used more effectively on an ongoing basis is so critical. Cost per impression and cost per reach point in this day and age are increasingly meaningless, anachronistic measurements that should have we should have moved on from this quite some time ago. The fact that television year on year, and I always refer to television given my 35-year history in it, um, the fact that television every year is expected to negotiate a reduced CPM because that is the only metric that people refer to, I just find extraordinary. For those of you listening and don't understand what a CPM is, cost per thousand audience, all right, that's the cost of reaching a thousand people. Great points. Um, so, and on that, in, globally in your conversations in the last 12 months, um, that sense of uh, understanding about getting beyond cost or efficiency and getting to effectiveness and therefore understanding attention, how widespread is it what you're seeing? Yeah, well, we're seeing on a global level that, you know, the MRC, the ARF, the WFA, I mean, there's some pretty major players from both the brand side and um, agency side that are actually starting to invest in this change. Um, we see that there are capital investment starting rounds starting to form on technology that can help change currency or at least, um, you know, play, play a role in it. So investors are getting in on the act, they see an opportunity. Absolutely. And and so I, on a global level, I feel that that is starting to change. And we are, and, you know, Anthony sort of mentioned this, but we, we're starting to be, you know, where our technology was once for a research product, we are actually now putting it in market ongoing and the data is informing or, as I said, being added as a supplementary layer to planning tools and or to measurement layers. So, so for us, everything's changing. Um, so for us, I see that actually advertisers are kind of calling out for it and saying enough's enough. Um, but I, I think that there are a few peppered around the world and, and I think within a couple of years, it'll start to filter down to the greater majority. I might just add something to that. I think the important call out here to advertisers is as these new metrics come to play and new technology delivers 
the sorts of opportunities to measure attention and engagement and performance uh, differently than ever before, then the advertiser themselves has to consider renegotiating their remuneration deals with their agencies because if it continues to be a model where they're being remunerated on meaningless, frankly, media metrics like cost per thousand and cost per reach point, that will be the default. They need to start looking at new ways of measuring the agency's performance and the output, which is business-related results. You agree with that, Jen? And, and what, what is your ideal on um, your metric feed, your dashboard? Ideally for a client, what they want to be able to see is a single view of all of their activities so that they can then be able to understand what impact it's having on their business. And it might not be sales, it might be on brand, but being able to understand exactly what's happening in one view, that's the future, has to be. Craig, what does it look like? So to wrap up um, the, the next 12 months in terms of what measurement looks like, the sort of data alliances and joint ventures that perhaps you or the industry is up to, what do you see rolling out? Yeah, that's a really good question, Paul. Uh, from my perspective, what I see is a convergence of technologies and bringing technologies together to create a full solution. We absolutely believe that we've got a solution in terms of delivering more granular, real-time data to linear television, but it's actually the combination of a number of technologies brought together that will absolutely close the loop and deliver that solution that Jen's talking about now. That's my view of the next 12, uh, potentially 24 months. Anthony, is that a realistic proposition to get there? I think that it's a proposition that we have to all embrace. I do think it's realistic. The time frame will be difficult to put a number on. Um, I love the uh, enthusiasm to get it done as quickly as that. I think that would be terrific. But I agree 100% with what Craig's saying. There are so many different and new, frankly, media metrics, businesses, platforms that are coming to market in this new digital environment. And there has to ultimately, they've got to work as as frenemies, if you, you'd like to use that term, to ultimately deliver the best possible result for the end party in this game, and that's the advertiser themselves, the, the marketing company themselves. So I agree with Craig 100%. So this could, Jen, for advertisers get a little messy and complicated. How do they navigate, navigate their way through this, this, this new media measurement advertising revolution that may be coming? I think it's critical that it's just kept really simple and that clients determine what are the metrics that really matter for the business, be it brand or be it sales, and they where they possibly can look for a single view. Lean in and, and test different models. At the moment, we're measuring too many different components across too many different channels. And I think the key is to keep it simple, measure the metrics that matter to that particular brand and what the outcome is that you're seeking, as opposed to just measuring lots and lots of meaningless media metrics. Anthony, to wind up, for all the stuff that you guys are talking about to work, you still need the viewer experience. You still need people to enjoy watching television and not to get, to be put it bluntly, not get the shits with advertising if they haven't already. So the viewer experience, how important is that to making everything around this advertising conversation actually work? And are we there? It's critically important. I talked about this two years ago at the Future of TV conference. There needs to be 
a revolution, frankly, in the current level of commercial content. It needs to be reduced significantly so there's less interruption uh, across all of the, the television platforms from linear through to streaming services and VOD uh, to improve that viewer experience. We need to make sure that the audience that exists today and the amount of time people are spending with our content is the same in the future as it is today. And the only way to do that is to improve the viewer experience. And it won't occur by one network or one platform reducing the amount of commercial content by 10 or 15 or 20 percent. The entire industry needs to get behind this and the platform then needs to be recognised for the value of the impact and the attention that it delivers, not a traditional CPM. And it must start soon. Well, that's next week's breakfast conversation for sure. That sounds fascinating. And the, the big question there, of course, is will, Jen, the market pay for something like that? Because clearly less inventory means that costs have to go up somewhere, I assume. But that is absolutely the start of another conversation. I think that sounds fascinating. Thanks all for coming in. Till next time. MI3 Audio Edition was presented by Paul McIntyre. That's moi in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer Nick Slater, music by Matt Dwyer. For more episodes, go to podcastone.com.au or search MI3 Audio Edition on Apple Podcasts and hit the subscribe button.